Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. Want to make 2017 your best year ever? Then let me be your teacher, your mentor. I've prepared special courses and webinars for you that will help you succeed and to give you access directly to me. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today. You have nothing to lose. Try me for 30 days and if you aren't satisfied, I guarantee you a full refund, no questions asked. Don't go it alone. Let me be your guide at mojouniversity.com. Be successful today. Hello and welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here, and I'm thrilled to be able to introduce my special guest today. My special guest is author Linda Popke. Now, Linda is the author of a brand new book called Marketing Above the Noise, Achieve Strategic Advantage with Marketing That Matters. And we're going to talk about her book today and her thoughts on marketing. We're going to have a good time with it. Uh, as background, uh, Linda is the founder and president of Leverage to Market Associates, uh, which is a strategic marketing company that helps organizations transform their business through marketing. Uh, if it comes to marketing, Linda's done it. She's done all types of different uh, varieties of marketing. Uh, she works from uh, with small companies as well as mid-sized and large enterprises. And in 2009, was named one of the top women of influence uh, in Silicon Valley and has been inducted into the Million Dollar Consultant Hall of Fame. She's a popular speaker, educator, consultant, and holds an MBA from Boston University. So, uh, Linda, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. We're glad to have you today. Well, thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about your, uh, your great book. And before we get started, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, I, I play the piano, and so I, I, I'm always into playing piano, and, and I'm playing net jazz now as well as classical. But I want to tell you about something that's not necessarily fun but worthwhile, and that's a group of us have gotten together to try and help uh, some of the folks in Puerto Rico. And as we, you and I are talking, it's very shortly after the, um, the hurricane, and there's still no electricity there. And we're helping get um, these non-electric um, little pouches that keep insulin cool to people in Puerto Rico so that they can keep their insulin cool and we can help possibly save some lives. So it's not that it's fun, but it's been very rewarding, and we, it's an entire volunteer effort, and a number of people across the country have come together to help out with this and make this stuff happen, and so it's just really exciting. 
congratulations on doing such an awesome thing and uh, serving others, uh, I think, is probably one of the most fun things any of us can do. Absolutely. So thank you for your commitment and thank you for mentioning that today. And our thoughts and prayers are certainly with all of those that have been uh, uh, impacted by the hurricane, uh, the hurricanes, uh, both in the States and in Puerto Rico. We hope that they can all get back up on their feet really, really soon. So, uh, Linda, uh, l- let's uh, turn our attention a little bit to your book, Marketing Above the Noise. I, I, f- I love the title, by the way, and, and I, I just really look forward to learning a little bit more today. Uh, but the thought occurs to me that a lot of our listeners are, uh, they work in small to large companies. It's all over the board and all over the world. And I think there's a little bit of confusion between marketing and sales in this new world more so than, than ever. And mm-hmm. I'd like for, if you would, uh, just as a background, why don't you share with us your philosophy of the difference between marketing and sales and maybe how they kind of dovetail together? Because we know they always do. But uh, tell us your, your thoughts on that. Well, that's a great question, Steve. And you're right. Uh, and especially if you're a small business person, not only are you probably running the business, but you're probably doing some of the marketing and some of the sales. And so you wear many hats. But the way I see this is marketing opens doors. Marketing gets people interested. Tell me more. I want to see your product. I want to talk to you. I want to order it. I want to try it. And, and uh, sales is really closing them and saying, okay, you're interested. Now let me get you to sign on the dotted line. Give me a purchase order if it's a big uh, company or give me a credit card. Uh, let's pay for this. Let's do a trial. Let's see what happens. And so they work together hand in hand. And in, in Traditionally, marketing and salespeople have been sort of like sibling rivals. So uh, if you look at a big company, the marketing people will complain about the salespeople, and the salespeople will complain about the marketers, and you know they don't do enough for me, and they don't appreciate what we do for them and all that kind of thing. But in reality, they're sort of siblings. So the second anybody tries to beat up on either of them, they'll come to the other one's defense. So I think as, as a business person, whether it's a small company or a large company, you need to be doing mo- both because... You, you need to have business coming in. You need to have people that are, are hearing you above the noise in the marketplace and are saying, hey, I'm interested. I want to find out more about your product or your service. Tell me more. And that's what marketing does. And then you need the sales piece because having people that come to your site, having people like a post or friends or number of, of people following you on Twitter, all of that is very interesting. It's good for the ego, but it doesn't pay the bills. And so what you really need to do is to find a way to convert those leads into sales and eventually to dollars and revenue and hopefully some profits. I love your definition. And I'm chuckling because I get it so many times people, you know, it's like, oh, well, we got thousands and thousands of people that like our page or that follow us on Twitter or whatever. But at the end of the day, unless there's cash that changes hands, it really didn't make any difference. No, absolutely and, uh, not. It's uh, nice, so, like I said, it's nice for the ego, but it doesn't help the <laughs> cash register. Yeah, I, I totally get it, and uh, you know, I, I I love helping people learn, and uh, so I I understand the value of it. Uh, you you really point out something in the book that I want you to talk a little more about uh, to all of us, and that is marketing today with uh, the advent of all of the social media and everything that is being done 
truly is a noisy, noisy proposition. Uh, so share with everyone uh, what really is some of this noise and why is that such a danger for us in business? Well, that's, that's also a great question, Stephen. And I think that what's going on today, if you think about the world today that you compete in, it's very much as if you're standing in a very large room with a cocktail party going on. And everybody's trying to talk to someone else. And everybody's talking at once and trying to get someone else's attention. And it's just loud. And that's sort of the, the world that we're competing in, because not only the good news is we have um, more ways to market to people than ever before. We've made it easy for anybody to get online, to, um, to, to use, their, use video, to use cell phone technology, to use uh, social media, and that's the good news. And the bad news is we've made it easy for anyone to do that. So all these people are talking to us, and they're raising the noise level. And what starts to happen is it, um, it gets just so crowded that, that your consumers are saying, oh, my God, I just want to cover my ears. Give me some silence. So adding to that noise and just screaming and yelling and trying to be heard doesn't really work. You have to do something different. You have to do something to, um, to stand out. And so what you really need to do today is you need to be aware of not just going after every single fun-looking, interesting, new marketing technique that comes out, you have to go back to the basics, and you have to understand who are your customers, uh, what it is that they want, uh, what is the strategy that you're going after, what kind of products are you going to offer them, how are you going to brand yourself, how are you going to sell the product, uh, knowing who your competitors are, how are you going to communicate, and then kind of going through that whole thing and saying, what do we do right and where do we change things? And that's the basics of marketing. And to be honest with you, that hasn't changed in 10,000 years, those, those principles. What's changed is we do things online and we use social media and we talk to the world and not just our neighbors next door. But the basics haven't changed. And as long as we go back to the basics and understand um, who our customers are and how we can provide value to them in a way that's different from the other alternatives they have, then we'll be okay. But if we try to just jump in wherever we can, um, it's kind of like being in a candy store. And you see all these great candy treats out there, and you want this and that and this. And in reality, you could probably have two or three or four of them. But if you try to eat everything in the candy store, you're going to get sick. And it, you're not going to get anywhere at, at all. And so that's sort of what happens in the marketplace. We need to be selective. I, I, I love all of that. That's a great, great explanation. Uh, of what's going on and and I want to just share that uh, I feel like that uh, even uh, in all of the things that we do I know for a fact that I have a tendency myself uh, to be enamored with all of the new tools that are now available to us and uh, I, I can assure you my my team would tell you that I darn near want to play with all of them and try all of them but it really and truly doesn't make a difference if you're not focused on your customers to begin with. Because uh, ultimately, uh, it, it may be fun, it may be practical, but really, do they really want that? And your, your analysis uh, and analogy of, if you will, of a, standing in a room in a cocktail party with all the noise, uh, I believe is the best explanation that I've ever heard about what's really happening today. 
And uh, so I think it's uh, that same noise that we associate with marketing. I think it goes into our leadership teams and in our in the strategy of our company when it comes to start to trying to sell our our services and relate to our products, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Because we've got that uh, again. We, we've got to find a way to cut through all of that. Uh, and it, it's not just there, there are more people selling. There are more ways to reach people. And the other thing that's happening today, and and this is true in business to business as well as business to consumer, there used to be a time when a, a customer would come in early in the process and say, "Tell me about something. Explain mm-hmm. to me what this is. I'm interested in possibly buying X." And whether that's a consumer going into a store or a business person calling on a sales rep to get supplies. Uh, the sales rep had a very distinct role that was educational. Today, that doesn't happen. A good portion of the sales cycle happens long before you ever talk to a customer or walk into a store or contact a, a vendor or whatever. Because we have these tools available to us, because we have the Internet, because we're going to go and we're going to research, A, the products and see what we're interested in, and B, the company to see if they're well-known and, and what kind of ratings they got, and then see, we're going to go look and we're going to ask people, uh, you know, if it's, if it's a movie or a book, we look on Amazon or Netflix and see what other people are doing. Um, but even if it's another product, we look and say, what are the reviews? What do people think? Is it a good place to work? You know, it's kind of the Yelp doesn't exist just for consumer products. There are other ways of, of kind of getting this, this uh, information. So by the time I call you and say I'm interested in something, it's no longer your role to educate me. It's your role to say, okay. Now what do I do from here? Um, how do I take you to the next level? But what that means for businesses is you've got to have that information out there in a way that people can absorb it and digest it in their own speed. And so what starts to happen is you can't be selling all the time. You have to be informing. You have to be educating. You have to be communicating. And communications is a two-way street. So we used to have uh, brands and companies talk to us and tell us what was right and what we should do and why this product was going to get our whites whiter or why this peanut butter was going to make us happier or whatever. Um, but that doesn't happen anymore because we have the ability to go out and check on those things. So what we need is for brands and companies to spend time understanding who we are, listening to, to us when we are having these conversations, which happen online, they happen offline, and then participating and adding value and showing us that they're credible. And so it's changed this whole process of the way products and brands actually interact with consumers and with marketers. I, I think that's totally true. And I, I know uh, I think every business that I, that I work with, uh, in, uh, they all say the same thing, that customers today are much more highly educated about what that company does. Uh, they've done their research. And I think that there's a real difficult transition sometimes for companies that are trying to only do the sales function. If they're not, if they're not really participating in the marketplace to educate people about capabilities, I, I just think they're missing the boat. And uh, it, 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 I don't care how much money you throw at it. You can't, you can't solve that if people don't really uh, get testimonials that show that you're real, you're genuine, and you can actually benefit them. You're absolutely right. And, and today, the credibility, the proof points are more important than ever. Because we, if, if, 
you're telling me something I might believe you, I might not, I'm skeptical, is it fake news? But if I see someone else say it out loud with my name, you know, saying I give this, this company five stars or I really think this service or product is, is exceptional and here's why, and that's someone I can relate to, all of a sudden that, that person becomes the salesperson for you. They become the, the advocate, the uh, evangelist for you, and that's more important than anything you could do. And so what you want to do is allow your, your customers to interact with your prospects and to share. And some of the stories are not going to be great. Some of them are going to be bad. You know, well, this company did this, whatever. But here's what happens. Customers who have had an interaction with you and care about you, even if the interaction is negative, so they care about you enough and then that something happened, they will become your bigger advocate. So they'll say, you know, we had a problem and we had to send something back, but boy, when we got the product back again, they were on top of it, they called us, they made sure everything was working, and I'm so impressed with their customer service function. So now they're selling you even more and there's more credibility because they're not saying you're perfect, but they're saying you're, you're reactive and you're responsive. And when something happens, you're there. And so that becomes the best way that someone can market you. And then the question becomes for marketers and for businesses, how do I enable that? How do I make that happen? And that's really where I think a lot of the emphasis needs to be today. Oh, I agree totally. And uh, I think that is an outstanding example you gave. And I want to share one that's similar to that. Uh, It's not exactly that in that there was something negative that happened. But just to give, give our listeners a, a, an idea of how powerful this is, uh, I actually uh, I had uh, a, a potential prospect that they went through everything, they wanted to do business with us, but because of changing financial times at that time with that company, they, couldn't, they just couldn't uh, pull the trigger to get things done. So right. the sale didn't happen. But because this potential prospect loved every step of the way that we went through the whole thing to help their business, that prospect that didn't buy anything became one of the greatest referral sources that I ever had. Oh, that's wonderful. They were telling everybody else uh, how much they enjoyed the process, how much that we couldn't do business, but you ought to look into this and, and do business with them. And it was so fun because you don't expect that, but it's because you're you're actually uh, what we were doing was connecting the dots so that people could feel good about the experience and i and i think that sometimes in our marketing we forget that we uh, that people have to get to know us first they they're trying to uh, take marketing and and say okay i'm going to sell you right away that's a big problem i think and uh, we can't do that uh, any more than you know, you meet a, meet someone and you say on the first date, well, you know, how about let's get married? Well, <laughs> it, it doesn't work that well. Right. It's a relationship <laughs> business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, You've got to build a relationship. Absolutely, you do. And, and, and in your book, uh, you talk a lot uh, of, about helping us understand strategy and and you talk, uh, you really are very specific. I love how you talk about getting above the noise. So uh, if you don't mind, why don't you give us a couple of examples of how we can get above the noise that's going on today? Sure, happy to. And, and you know, there's all, all kinds of examples of, of uh, small companies, big companies, etc. cetera. Uh, but I'm going to use a couple that, um, you know, that, that you may have heard of, but 
probably haven't thought of in, in this way. So we all know about Uber, right? We, we know mm-hmm. that the taxi business was the same for 100 years. And then in came uh, Uber, and they said, there's another way that we can transport you from A to B. And they disrupted an entire industry. Uh, and they grew tremendously. And they've had their issues. They've just changed uh, its senior executives, and they're trying to refocus. But the, the other company that we don't hear as much about that's done amazingly well is Lyft. And mm-hmm. Lyft came in and said, okay, Uber is going to go in, and they're going to be the, uh, the one that's kind of uh, carving a path. And w- we know that there's room in this market for more than one, and we're going to be number two, and we're going to be different. So they're going to, um, you know, they have a certain focus. We're going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more community-oriented. We're going to make sure there's a way that our drivers are allowed to be tipped which makes our drivers happier. We're going to have some other programs. We're going to be a little bit more socially active, so we've made contributions to the community. And when Uber sort of stumbled, Lyft was able to, um, to come in and say, here's an alternative. We're here, and we're different than Uber. Now, in the long run, will they both survive? Possibly. Will somebody else come in? We don't know. But what started to happen is they were able to kind of get above the noise by letting Uber, who came in first, kind of go in and, um, and, and, and carve a trail and, and go you know, kind of a, through this area that had never been uh, thought of before, and then they came in afterwards and said, uh, hey, let's go, uh, let's see what we can do here. So that, that's a, a good example of someone who came in and, and was never heard of before, but uh, was able to kind of build a, um, uh, a real name for themselves partially by not being Uber. So we're the, we're the, the, the car service that you can get that's not Uber is basically sort of what they were. Awesome. Those yeah. are great examples. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Now, uh, and I know as we are talking about all of these uh, great ideas in marketing and how to get above the noise, I know people are going to want to connect with you personally. Why don't you share with our listeners uh, how they could find out more about your great work? Thank you. That's wonderful. And you can find out about me. You can Google me and find out lots of things. But if you go to my website and you can go to marketingabove.com, you'll find information about the book. You'll find some free resources. Uh, we have podcasts. We have videos. We have all kinds of information that you can get. Uh, and you can, you're, you're uh, welcome to, to help yourself and, and uh, get information there. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Popsky, and that's P as in Peter, O-P-K-Y, and every day we post all kinds of information about marketing. So uh, we are always putting out things about interesting marketing techniques and, and people doing fun stuff that, um, that you may not have heard of before. So that may be a great place to learn more about marketing. I love it. And uh, as always, uh, for those of you that happen to be exercising right now, uh, just look inside the post. We will make sure to put a link uh, directly to Linda's website. And uh, I absolutely recommend you go to her website because she does uh, great videos. Uh, your, uh, I love your explainer video about the book, by the way. Oh, uh, great. That's fantastic, I think, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's outstanding and, and very, very well done. You know, it's fun. You know, we'd like to have fun with this, Steve. And, uh, you know, some people think marketing is boring. I think marketing is a lot of fun. 
Um, the other thing we do, if you're interested, um, I do every Thursday a mail blast called Top of Mind Thursday where I take something that's happening in the news and find a marketing and business lesson from it. And it could be something that happened in the sports world. It could be something that's happened these days in the political world. It could be some, something a, a business has done. But it's always let's find a, a way to kind of have fun with this and see what's going on. And so um, that, that's the idea. You've got to go out awesome. and have fun and, and, uh, and, and make, make something interesting happen. Absolutely. Uh, Linda, uh, we, we have uh, leaders here, and I always tell leaders, look, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to invest ourselves unless we talk uh, finally about a, an action item, because the fact is, unless you put into practice things that you should be doing, uh, you're doing nothing but wasting time. So uh, what would be your top two action items that you believe every one of us should take today uh, to really leverage our marketing better and, and to be uh, better in, in uh, serving our companies and our customers? Well, that's a great point, Steve, because I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and we know as adults, if we don't commit to something and do something quickly, uh, with all the best intentions, it doesn't happen. So there, there's two things I want you to do. And the first is I want you to find someone in your business who is, if not your ideal customer, as close to your ideal customer as you have today. And I want you to go, first I want you to write down kind of uh, who they are, not by name, but, you know, they're in this industry or they're a big company or a small company, they're in this title, whatever. So you kind of have an idea of, of, of who, to, who to go sell to, to who's like them. But then I want you to go to them, and I want you to do this. I want you to breathe a few times, and I want you to be very good about listening and not interrupting because we have this tendency to say, but, 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 but. So what we want to do is we want to say, Steve, you know, you're one of my, uh, my favorite customers. We really appreciate your business. And I would love to, to hear from you two things. One is, what is it that makes us special? Why is it that you come to us? And the second thing is, what is it that we could do for you that we're not doing today? And then I want you to bite your tongue, be quiet, sit down with a pencil or whatever uh, at a keyboard, and just take notes. And no matter what they say, including, well, you didn't do this very well. You don't say, well, yes, we did. You say, thank you. That really is helpful to have that information. And you promise that you'll think about it and get back to them with an opportunity to perhaps um, implement some of the ideas they have or with next steps. So what you're doing here is you're getting them to tell you what your value is to them, and you're also getting them to tell you how you can be more valuable to them. And I think that's something we don't do enough, but we're, we're too often defending ourselves. And understand that they may tell you something that you really don't want to hear, or it may be something that's kind of weird and off base. It doesn't matter whether it's true, whether it's not true. You just nod your head, say, thank you. We'll take that back. If it's something that's kind of a red herring and not important, you toss it away. If you ask several of your customers and you hear the same thing two or three times, even if it's painful, that's something you need to pay attention to. It's kind of like, you know, that aching pain in your side that you need to tell the doctor about. You can't just ignore it. And so that's what I want you to do. I want you to, um, to really get to know your customers and to ask them how you can be better at helping them therefore helping you that's awesome what a great action item and uh, i know every one of us can benefit from that today linda uh linda thank you so much for that suggestion and for all your comments today our our guest has been linda popke uh she's the author of marketing above the noise 
She teaches us how to achieve strategic advantage with marketing that matters. Linda, uh, congratulations on the book. I found it to be very helpful personally. I highly recommend it. I hope all of you will add it to your library. And on behalf of our listeners at Manager Mojo, I want to thank you for your time, your wisdom, and your expertise today. And we wish you continued success in all that you do. Oh, thank you, Steve. It's been a real pleasure being here. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Linda, and I hope you'll take her action item and begin to really transform your business. Now, if I can help you in any way personally, please don't hesitate uh, to ask. Reach out to me at steve at managermojo.com. I'd love to hear from you, and thanks again for being a part of the show.